1: Chicago, welcome into the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? I'm Kevin Kaduk, head of content at CHGO. We've got a very special episode for you today. This is CHGO ranks the top 25 all-time Chicago athletes we are trying to figure out. Who the twenty-five greatest all-time Chicago athletes are here at CHGO. We have polled twenty of our co- or, uh, twenty coworkers, uh, and on those ballots, eighty-seven total athletes were mentioned. We came up with a consensus top twenty-five, um, but there's some little weirdness in here. So we're going to show our work, and we are going to come to a consensus on the top twenty-five through this council of elders. <laughs> Whose idea was this? One of the <laughs> toughest things we've ever had to do here at CHGO. not easy. Joined today by Mark Carmen, Herb Lawrence, and Jay Zawaski. Lawrence Benedetto is behind the board. Guys, was this a really hard exercise for you? Yeah, it was. I don't know, because it
3: kind of, what I did, the way I did it, I don't know how you guys did it. I went organization by organization, and I did my top five or six or seven for each, and then I just kind of went from there, and... It's interesting because if you're talking about just the player, maybe you put a guy ahead of somebody, but then you talk about cultural impact and meaning to the city. So maybe you slot them differently. There's a lot of ways this could have gone. Um, but I'm pretty happy with the way my list turned out. Not 100%, but these things will never satisfy. You know, it's just, every, every time you finish something like this, you're like, damn, I should have flipped this or flipped that or whatever. But I, I'm, I'm pretty content with mine.
2: I think so, too. Uh, eventually, somebody will argue with me and my choices that I left off this guy, that girl, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But these are the ones that I have conviction in and um, will argue if some of my people should be making the list. But I think at the end of the day, I'm fine with the list that I put out there. and You can watch the board. You can see the great players that I have on there.
0: <laughs> and we're going to get deep into it, but I basically did the same thing that you know Jay's teeing up. It's like, okay, who are the top Bulls who are the top White Sox who are the top Cubs all of that but then you get into they won championships this guy didn't this dude at his peak was here there's just a million different ways you can look at it I'm always I tend to value how good were you at your peak if it's I'm not saying for a game or a season but if it's like a three-year peak like a guy like Gail Sayers versus somebody who played nine but he's up here and that person's there those are always tough, just tough things, but I gotta be honest at the top. It was easy, right? For me and for everybody, you know, Mike and then Walter, but it was just to think about who's three. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was (laughs) like, okay, I'm stuck already at three. I did not expect to have that roadblock. I just hadn't never thought about it. Like,
1: wow, three is a really difficult decision. I I took kind of like the same approach. And what I really went through was I just kind of looked at, okay, who are the hall of famers for, for each franchise? Um, and kind of started from there and then, okay, you have Hall of Famers from each franchise. Who are the guys who are in the upper crust of their respective Hall of Fames, right? So, like, obviously, Michael Jordan, Walter Payton are at the top of theirs. You have a whole bunch of Blackhawks who are either there at the top already or going to get there. Uh, same thing with the Bears. So, it was tough. I mean, I think with 25, there's still probably five that I feel not great about having on the other side of that. But I think that's part of the part of the fun here. And. Um, you know, I think it's kind of hard to define, okay, what does all-time Chicago athlete mean? Because, um, you know, like it's – there's so many different factors. You know, I, to me it's like a guy like Ernie Banks. Like I I think he gets extra points or, or Minnie Minoso as, as being like the first black players in, in each organization. Right. Um, that should count. Someone like Derrick Rose who meant a lot to the city, Does does that mean – you could be such a you know a high school star does that mean mean more i i don't know i, I we'll I be talking about about all this one i w- did want to bring up with you before we get into it let's just do a little fun mini debate here mm-hmm. does greg Maddox belong on the all-time list of chicago athletes because he did not the, the majority of his great career was with the Atlanta Braves, but he put up a lot of great numbers here, and it was at the front end of his career. We've seen guys come through at the back end, whether it's you know Ken Griffey Jr. or Manny Ramirez or Dwayne Wade on the Bulls. Greg Maddox did it in the front. So, uh, Herb, does Greg Maddox belong on this list?
2: He does not for me. The 10 years he spent as a Cub were not mid, but above average. I think he's uh era plus is like 112 it's fine not great went to two all-star games as a cub but majority of his career and the reason why people know greg maddox as the dominant great pitcher that he is is his braves career in 92 you know he was an all-star but also the whole debacle of them not re-signing him and him wanting to come back made him off of this list because he is a great because he was an Atlanta Brave and won championships and one of the best right-handed pitchers of all time. That didn't show up necessarily in his 10 years as a Cub. This one for me is actually
0: personal because I remember it so well at the time because they signed Rhino a couple years prior and they gave him 7 million. And I'm sitting there like, you need to sign Maddox, you need to sign Maddox, you need to sign Maddox. And then he wanted, I think, 27 and a half million or twenty eighty left for the Braves and the and the and the Cubs offered twenty-five. The Cubs have his number retired. You do not deserve to have his number retired. You blew it. So henceforth, he doesn't belong on the list. His best years were in Atlanta, by far. It, it can't be argued. Yeah. So I hate that he's not on and, here. And it but sucks because
1: had the Cubs ponied up and made that, he is probably number three or higher on this list. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's Interesting. He, I'd yeah. say he's easily two. Yeah. If he played Ooh, his whole career as a what? Cub, 300-game wow. winner?
3: Three hundred fifty. How oh, dare you, years. my friend?
0: Walters, Walter. That Walter's is a tough, tough one. Walter. Oh, great! <laughs> Super tough.
3: I had Maddox on my list because he did have great years in Chicago. Went to Atlanta. Obviously, had his better years, but then came back and was not just some. It wasn't a farewell tour for Greg Maddox. He still, right. he was not Atlanta, Greg Maddox, but he still came in and was a really good part of that really solid rotation. Um, and I, I did, I, I voted a little bit on my list with my heart. And yeah. I wasn't sure if I wanted the guy in or not. I said, hey, like, look, there's a reason. I, I moved Bobby Hull down the list yeah. because of voting with my heart. And I don't want to put a guy like that in the top echelon. I don't think he belongs there. You sort of earned that right. And I think Maddox, who wanted to stay here all along, was done wrong by the Cubs. And I do think the fact that his numbers retired plays a factor, too. I think That's you're a good right, Carm, yeah. that, that the Cubs don't deserve to have that flag flying because right. they screwed it. But it, it, the bottom line is it is there. And I do think when you talk to people, not
1: our age, but maybe a little bit younger, they think of him as a Cub. That, that's true. For they me, did. the bottom line was there's so much competition on there, and yeah. every one of these spots was, okay, let, let's look at our friends at PHNX, right? I, I haven't seen their list yet. I don't know where it is. I bet you Randy Johnson is on that list, right? Randy Johnson, to me, is not an Arizona Diamondback, but the, the numbers he put up there mm. are, are, are crazy, right? Uh, you know, Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson's probably not a. Kurt Schilling's probably a, maybe a better example, right? Kurt Schilling is probably more of a Philly or more of a Red Sox, but I bet you because of the lack of competition in, in Phoenix, Kurt Schilling's on that. And so, he won a championship with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting debate. One thing that is not debatable, let's get into this right now. The top of our list. We are not going to debate this at all because there was no really break in our voting. Michael Jordan was listed number one on t- all 20 of our ballots. Walter Payton was listed number two on 19 of our 20 ballots. Mm. Now, Chris Pennant came up and said Gail Sayers was a little bit better than Walter Payton. And I've heard that argument maybe before Usually by people a little older than us, so yeah,
2: you know Gail th- Sayers used to make that argument to us every Tuesday at <laughs> yes. on the Gail Sayers Show. No, was <laughs> oh, better than Walter. I, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I mean, I grew up in a family. I, you know, I was I was an accident. Let me just get this out there fully. Let's go full. You know, I'm, my brothers are plus fifteen and plus twenty. My, you know, they they all grew up watching Gail. Mm-hmm. So I heard about Gail Sayers from literally the moment I came out of the right. womb. And you know, I did Hamp and Ob forever, and I would talk to Ob about. It. He's like, those two are on the. Team. I know who's starting, and he's talking about forty, not thirty-four. So I get it, Walter's got him. But it's I think it is a great testament to how good Gail was and just still a bummer the way
3: yeah. that he was, you know, that he got hurt. It's just such a short time. And I think that matters. You know, I think you could even have the same conversation about Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. where he's kind of the basketball equivalent of Gale Gail Sayers, where he was just unbelievable, haven't seen talent like this since forever and then the injuries happen, and he's a different guy. Right. Sayers, it was just over. Yeah. Derrick Rose t- turns into this kind of like man off the bench, kind of, you know, contributor, but not superstar. But for that short span, Derrick Rose was a one. And he if he if he played his whole career at that level or close to it,
1: he could be in the top three, top four. Right. So I, w- I do want to ask you this question. Does any city have a better one-two punch then Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. New York, who's uh, Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth is your one, and then
3: Mickey Mantle to Mark Messier to yeah. Patrick Ewing. Uh, football? Any? Everyone that you just Eli mentioned I, 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 on the other side of Babe Jeremy Ruth? Shocky,
1: my friend. Like Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> <one laughs> for <of laughs> um, I, I don't think New York's in there because, like, you 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 just couldn't land on a number two you right just now.
2: have but you have the n- lt's lt one of the best linebackers yeah. of all time so I, I
1: i think the answer is boston tom brady and bill russell yeah or bill russell and tom brady whichever order you want to do them
2: if you count anaheim as la which the los angeles anaheim angels do choi tani's probably up there as a number one Ooh. and he is going to be one of the best players if not the best player of all time in baseball, when he finishes, I understand he's got a UCL tear, but <laughs> he is—he's better than Babe Ruth is yeah. already.
1: Cleveland has LeBron and uh, Jim Brown.
0: The, That's
1: I have—you
0: uh, know—I still sleep with a Michael Jordan doll, so this is hard for me to like. Jordan and anyone <laughs> to me is, is is like we're we're winning, but like i, I was looking at it, like who played, who was the consensus greatest player in their game for the longest, if and if you were. You know, you, if you go to Cleveland, LeBron and Brown, well, Jim Brown was his entire football career. Yeah. But LeBron, it's more so on the back end. Like, there, you, you could easily have argued Kobe for many years, and now he's, now he's probably finally fallen back out of it. So I, I still think we have it, but it's awful, it's awful tight.
1: San Francisco, Joe Montana and either Barry Bonds or Steph Curry.
3: I mean, I, well, I think I would do Curry, Bonds, Montana. I don't think, and I'm a Notre Dame fan, but Joe Montana was a, a good quarterback on great teams. You
2: know, he so was you put Chicago a, in
1: front of San Francisco,
2: is what you're saying. It's hard to beat the best of all time, considered the best of all time, not just in basketball, yeah. in pro sports. Yeah. And then Walter Payton, who they have a Man of the Year award in the NFL named after him, and was the leading rusher when he left the game and had got broke by Emmett Smith eventually, but consensus. If you ask most people, you say Walter Payton's probably the best running back of all time.
3: Well, and with Jordan, too, there was no question, no matter which team you rooted for in the NBA, Mm -hmm. everyone knew Jordan was the best. There's always been an argument with LeBron or Kobe or LeBron, and Steph, whatever. There's also a whole nation of people that hate LeBron just because he was hyped and totally lived up to that hype, but they just hated the hype before he he played, so they immediately dismissed him as Mm -hmm. anything. Jordan was always unanimous, and anyone who said he wasn't was lying. Right? They were lying. Oh no, Carl Malone's better. Really? Like <laughs> if you look back on that now, who would ever say that? Nobody. He was hands down the consensus best athlete on the planet for the bulk of his career, nationwide, and that's right unprecedented.
0: Yeah. It, that's when you look at it that way. The the Russell and Brady, Brady thing, which is awful, impressive. But who's better, Russell or Chamberlain? You're probably going to take Russell, but as far as pure talent, I mean, Will Chamberlain's above him. There's no 50, yeah. 50 points a game, 25 rebounds a night. Right. Guys, the most, you know, I don't know, top three athlete of all time, running track and everything else that he did. I mean, Will Chamberlain was a completely insane. Now mentally different from Russell and greatest winners
1: of all time. Greatest winners of all time, boston got it. Yeah.
3: Different list. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. Damn you, Boston. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we did get uh, easy choices at the top of the list because it was not easy the rest of the way. Um, should we just jump in right now? Lawrence has on screen our consensus, um, what we kind of came up with from our balloting. Now, as I alluded to before, this is not the final. Um, this is our the guide we're going to work off of because frankly, some of our coworkers had some weird choices. Yeah. I'm not going to name names. Somebody put Willie Galt on there. Wow. And that's okay. fine. Like, that's your opinion. But a vote for Willie Galt takes away points from somebody else, right? Um, well, somebody left every Blackhawk off, which, okay, fine, that's your thing. But that, that ballot came in late. And, I mean, just to kind of, like, you know, say, that, say this, okay, before this came in, Patrick Kane was n- number three. Um, And then when that ballot came in, it kind of reordered things. And if that's the way it works out, fine. But um, we're going to have to do some kind of some moving around here. So how do you guys exactly want to go about uh, eating this apple, I guess? In terms of adjusting? Should we start with number three? Do you want to look at this list of 25 right now and get rid of the people we don't think should be on there? And then go from there?
2: I think in looking at that list, I couldn't have an argument for any of these people who are on the list that should not be on the list. I got a couple. If you're listening listening to the
1: podcast, make sure you check it out on YouTube because we are doing this a little bit visually. Uh, We'll try to keep people up to date as much as we can. I'll say one thing right now. We have Dennis Rodman listed at 23. I do not think Dennis Rodman is a top 25 all-time Chicago athlete. I agree with you
0: to me he's still a piston he was phenomenal in 96 but he was and he contributed in 97 and 98 but he wasn't near the all-time peak
1: character yes all-time athlete could they have still won those yeah without Dennis well, Robinson, they won three without him yeah did and,
2: and I yeah but that was like Horace Grant he had played the Horace Grant role yeah. Okay, so more why is Horace defense and uh, right. Which is
0: why I, like, I think you can argue that between Horace and Dennis, Horace is, belongs on that list more. He was here for longer. They won three with
1: him. He, well, we're not putting Horace Grant. Horace I know, Grant didn't receive I
0: understand he's not making it, yeah. but I'm saying, but okay. Horace blocked KJ's shot. Horace, th- Horace kicked it out to Pax.
1: Horace guarded the best player on the team uh, often. Move to remove Dennis Rodman. I'll say aye. 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 I'm fine with it. Dennis Rodman gone. See you all right, <laughs> uh, let's look anywhere else here. Mike, <laughs> wow, Mike Ditka is listed at number twenty. Didn't get a lot. He did get a lot of mentions on there, so he's still at the, at the bottom. Mike Ditka to me again, all time Chicago character. He's probably on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago sports, just kind of for the presence that he had. Yeah. Right? We don't. could argue what happened after nineteen eighty-five. All we want, we know. To me, Mike Ditka, if he doesn't come back here and coach, like we're not honoring Correct. a tight end from the 1960s. Yeah,
2: even though he's a Hall of Fame tight end and that cannot be taken away from him, I don't think anybody in this panel, unless you guys do, feel that he is a top 25 athlete because well, I don't think any of us saw him play at all in his professional career. It was great, yeah. but also he went down to Dallas too and did some damage.
1: And that, yeah. that's the thing about our list. I mean, there's a lot of younger people who live here or who work here, um, so there's a lot of recency bias in this. This is not a list for players who are really after played after 1960. Uh, I, you know, I, I know I voted for Luke Appling and Louis he, they're I'm not probably going to get them win any arguments to get on this list. But I think if you actually do look at the numbers, both of those guys probably do belong. Um, all right, so we're getting rid of Mike Ditka. I would say get rid of Ditka Got to
0: too. Gotch. gotch, if this was a full contribution of the city, you're here, but it's not, so you're
3: out. Right, if it was Chicago icons, he's up there for sure. But like in terms top, of athletes, five, nah, easy. I have issue with Mike Singletary. I think he is hugely, massively overrated. He played behind one of the, probably the best defensive line of all time. Yep, with Hampton Dent. Soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Steve McMichael. Okay. Uh, the Fridge, who's probably a little bit overrated, but was a, certainly another icon. He was just picking up the scraps of what got through that defensive line somehow. Not a bad player, but the White Sox players you just named, just the Sox alone I would put above Mike Singletary. Two-time
1: Defensive Player of the Year, Hall of Famer. It's,
3: it's reputation. I'm telling you, like I, yeah. I don't think he was as strong of a player
1: he gets credit for and i came in here saying there's no way we should put urlacher in front of singletary oh my god absolutely yes
3: yes urlacher way ahead of singletary
2: way ahead
0: Uh,
3: look at the look at the teammates that they had together i I
0: would completely agree with, with jay on this and i would also submit in the singletary argument if you go back in time in 84 and in 85, when that defense was elite, they had Wilbur Marshall, and then they decided not to pay Wilbur, and he left, and the defense wasn't the same. Yeah. Wilbur, in my opinion, was the best linebacker on that team.
3: He was You can make a similar argument with Lance Briggs, kind yeah. of the same sort of a thing that Single-tier. Urlacher had Briggs, and Briggs was, if he had been a linebacker on any other team, would have been a massive superstar. But I, I just think Erlacher was the kind of guy who was a generationally gifted athlete. Can we,
1: just, just, can we put a maybe on Singletary before we have yeah, Lawrence sure, hit yeah. the delete button? Drop him down to 25. Maybe we you put an list. asterisk next to Singletary so we remember? And it, we're probably going to be dropping him, it sounds like, so, which I, I'd be fine with. Are you going to pick at 17, too? <sighs> That's what so I, I, I want to bring up Derek Rose and Devin Hester. Okay. All right.
2: Where are we at? I, think, I don't think Derrick Rose belongs on this list. Even though I did vote for him, I think I'm like 19th. But there's some people that I voted for that are not on the list that had much better careers in Chicago than Derrick Rose and much better basketball careers than Derrick Rose in Chicago. So I'll be fine if he moved off. And his impact on being a Chicago athlete, I don't think is, goes far and wide. Like he, people loved him, but then, as Jay said, he fell off off the table quickly and I don't think he had enough good basketball playing years to be on this list.
3: I just think if you have Sayers on there you have to have Rose. It's just such a parallel. It's such a parallel. And I know as time goes on, the legend of Gail Sayers grows and, you know, you see the black and white grainy footage and yeah. you hear all the old heads talking about how great he was. That's and it's all valid. I'm not it's true. Which is why I think in thirty years when we're talking to our grandkids about Derrick Rose the conversation will be similar yeah you know he got if only he hadn't gotten hurt he was right no one could dunk no one was faster like the legend will grow and grow and grow over time and I think the Gail Sayers has had that benefit a little bit and I think Derrick Rose down the line will too and when you look at this the span of time that Derrick Rose before he blew that ACL he was terrific
1: he was one of the best players in the game I did not have Derrick Rose on my ballot so I'm not gonna I mean, that, that that speaks for itself. Do you want to keep him on here? I'm fighting for him. He,
0: listen, he won an MVP, youngest in history of the league. I get that that is a, a, a voted-upon thing, and LeBron probably deserved it, and we, Herb and I were discussing that beforehand. But, okay, he was second-best in the league. He was third-best in the league. He's, he's way up there. Plus, that team probably wins a championship if they're not going up against the – Wade, LeBron, Bosch, super team. I mean, they're they're
1: right there. They're right there. So I I think Derek belongs. If Derek stays, I would submit that we have to add Candace Parker to the list because I think it's very similar. A prep career that was completely legendary, a better college career than Derek Rose, which I don't know if that should count, but I mean – She is an upper-crust WNBA Hall of Famer when she gets there. She got brought in to Chicago to win a championship, and they won a championship. So I am willing to keep Derrick Rose on here if we put Candace Parker onto the list. I think she belongs on there.
2: I don't think she belongs on there because I think her teammate is a much better player in Chicago than she was, and that's Courtney Vandersloot. Courtney VanderSloot is the WNBA's leading assist per game ever. Second on the list in all-time assist behind Sue Bird. Yeah. So, and she did all this except for this year. This is year. an
1: interesting debate. I, I really think.
2: Yeah. This year with New York, she got she just went over to the second person. I think she jumped uh, Tisha Pinacero. But she's an all-time great WNBA player. And I think she should be on this list. Over, if we're including a, but uh, the, I, I, a I will player, say this, she's like if, better if than Candace. Parker. If we're kind
1: of talking about impact, and I mean, even though she was playing for Los Angeles, I would still say between you know 2012 and probably 2020, Candace Parker still had a bigger profile in Chicago than Courtney Vandersloot. Does that count? Now you
0: go uh, back to like the Ditka well. thing,
3: really. That that th- if 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 we start including that, then you, the list changes completely. Yeah, you know people with Chicago ties that had
2: great careers, that's a whole different list. And also, but she's not from Chicago. That's another thing. <laughs> she's from Naperville. I went to school during the same time she did in the DVC. She's a she's a Naperville Central person.
1: It's so a it's a loose definition. But she won a title, Jay. I have her on the list. She I won a Chicago title. And
3: I think we do talk about the cultural impact. And when Candace Parker came to the sky, mm-hmm. a lot of folks in Chicago tuned into the sky for the first time ever. There weren't a lot of people turning the TV on to watch Courtney Vandersloot, Right or wrong, it's the truth. And that's that's Candace my, Candace argument. Parker, that my argument. That is my argument. When Candace Parker was here, the sky were never bigger. And, yeah, they won a championship, which helped. But she got here. Oh, she left. Huh. Right the The heat of the sky, was when the height of the sky. She rather, wasn't here, was here for a victory she
1: lap. Here. She wasn't here on her her final tank. She came in. She was hurt to start that season. They started off zero and seven, zero and eight. She came back. She changed that defense. That became they were a juggernaut. They probably should have won last year. Uh, I mean, they ran out of gas. But I but. would
2: say that even in that championship year, she wasn't the best player. It was copper was yeah Kalia great. copper was the best player yes when she came, she's she name. was the best she was the best scorer whoever's a name Candace Parker's a name and doing the W the NBA today on TNT yeah. she knows ball and she is a name but I don't think her two years here qualifies for this well, this list I mean, let
1: me let me but how I, is it different than Derrick Rose then if we're putting Derrick Rose on Derrick Rose, if Derek Rose, Rose didn't want a title <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: let me I know this opens up a whole can of worms but. When we look at the list, you've got uh, Patrick Kane 5, Jonathan Taves 6, Duncan Keith 19. I will tell you that without Duncan Keith, the Hawks don't win a single championship. Right. Take Kane or Taves away, they have a chance. Duncan Keith was the most important person on those dynasty teams. However, when we talk about the cultural impact, we talk about the individual accomplishments, we talk about the moments, that's why Kane and Taves are ahead of him on that list. If we're talking player only... Duncan Keith is above those two, in my opinion. But, but that's not what we're talking about, right? Yeah. We're talking about the the entire. But they don't package. win without Marion Hossa. That,
1: I mean, it, what? I mean, that, that, it's all you're opening a can of worms. But like, they don't win without Marion Hossa either. Like. We're, we're in a lot of can of worms right now. I would just say that this is like
0: you're talking about the top 25 players in the history of this city. That, it's hard for me to say that Candace Parker belongs there, as as, as much as she's culturally okay. relevant. Does Courtney VanderSloop belong on it? I I personally don't think so. I, you're, you're these are the top twenty five players that that have ever impacted Chicago. To me, no. But I'm not going to fight it either. If we want to, if we want to include somebody f- who is from here and has won championships here and has a
3: unique spot on the list, it makes sense to me. I would say we add Parker.
2: I would say no.
3: I think we're 50-50 here because I would, I would add her. Ooh, I, th- I do think it's important to acknowledge that though a sport might not be as popular, that it is still important and still has value and still impacts a lot of people. And the Sky are not as popular as the White Sox or Cubs or Bulls or Hawks or Bears, of course. But... They're still professional athletes. They still go out there and accomplish what they accomplished. So I
0: had Jen. She's an all-time list. great,
1: and she won a title here, <laughs> and she's from the area. We're yeah. putting Candace Parker on yeah. pulling rank.
0: There here. it is, <laughs> pulling rank. Like it. Where's Carl Heinz? And we're Rizzo. not. We're
1: not talking about soccer.
0: Where's 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 Mark Aguire? Somebody should get get a demon on. No, here.
1: yeah, no, no DePaul players. All right, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get into the guts of this uh, as as we go on here. But first, I want to tell you about Sunnyside. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. It is a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It is a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They offer easy online ordering and an in-store pickup and a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It is Chicago's and Illinois' favorite dispensary. They also offer the House of Brands, like Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel mm. in conjunction with Cresco Labs. And there's also that good news brand, which is gummies, rechargeable vape pens, and carts. Perfect for great moments with the crew. Make sure you check out the Wrigleyville Sunnyside. I went down to, to Bruce Springsteen a couple weeks ago. Went down to the Cubs thing. Sunnyside was hopping. I bet it was. Anyway, through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Also, hopping is
0: Ray Chevy Dodge Jeep and Ram. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, we've got some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake, they are now a part of the CHGO team at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. Right now, during the Make This Summer event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 20% off msrp on selected new 2023 rams and 1500 ram 1500 models and yes interest rates are a little high right now that's not the case at ray because now through august 31st you'll be able to get limited time financing zero percent for 72 months on selected new models so if you're in the market for a new vehicle you got to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team that we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR only in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today. Serving the community since
1: 1963. All right, back to the top 25 all-time Chicago athletes. We have decided Michael Jordan is number one, Walter Payton is number two, uh, we booted Dennis Rodman. We booted Mike Ditka. Mike Singletary on probation. Candace Parker is <laughs> in. We haven't debated Devin Hester, but let's get to number three. Let's just start working down here. we gotta, we, we got to start shoveling some uh, coal into this engine. Number three, I think, is a debate between Frank Thomas, Scottie Pippen, Patrick Kane, and Gail Sayers. I'm going to br- break you down some of the, the, the voting totals. Ernie Banks uh, and Patrick Kane each – received five number three votes Scottie Pippen got three Frank Thomas got two Jonathan Taves got two Mike Ditka got one he's gone uh, Walter Payton got one and Gail Sayers got one so you guys feel strongly about one guy in that number three spot
2: not strongly but Frank Thomas is gonna go down and it has gone down as one of the greatest right-handed hitters if not the greatest right-handed hitters in our time the numbers he put up on this bad organization are just astronomical. He's the only player I believe in his first seven years of playing to have a hundred RBIs, hundred runs scored, a uh, hundred walks. He's one of one when it comes to being a power hitter slash on uh, um, base guy. Like he was the ultimate hitter. Back in the '90s, the shoes he had back in the day, everybody used to rock those. Frank Thomas baseball was a big thing. Candy bar, yeah, the candy bar. Like the man was an icon in the '90s, and where the the actual uh, White Sox cap with the Hall of the uh, Hip Hop Fifty celebration going on in the documentary, Mm -hmm. Frank Thomas was a big part of that. He made the SOX cool, like playing that well and being representing the SOX on his hat. Made that cool co- cultural icon, and Patrick Kane is the greatest North American-born player, probably, right? American-born, American American-born, yeah. American-born. My bad. Born, yeah. But Frank Thomas, for that period of time, was a superstar, and I think Patrick Kane is. But also, there's I, other things that I, r- preclude me from putting him at three. Over, uh, well, I, I, I had
1: Thomas number two as uh, number three as well. Two-time MVP should have won in 2000, uh, except Jason Giambi was was Steroids. roided up. That's a huge. Could have won in 2006 again, and I realized I was with with Oakland. But I mean, it just kind of shows you what kind of player he was. Um, in a steroid era, no ties whatsoever to performance-enhancing drugs. When Frank Thomas stepped to the plate at Comiskey Park in the 90s. Everyone in that place just stopped and watched. Well, and, and to see that guy looming over a curveball <laughs> was was just amazing. So I have Frank Thomas number three. I'm open to arguments, but I I feel I, like we're, we're good here with number three.
3: You know what? I ranked, I'm looking at my list here. I have him too low. I ranked him at 11, and I had not considered the steroid era he played in where he was overshadowed by a bunch of dudes who were like, I need to catch up to him yeah. and be better than Frank. And we saw what happened when Barry Bonds saw that happening, where Bonds was such a great player, and he saw these guys like, these guys are bums and they're beating me all right time to even the playing field and just destroyed everybody mm-hmm. uh, Frank did it as far as we know as far as we believe clean and I think that's that's something that certainly matters I will say too I think the way Frank acted during his career uh, including saying we don't need the fans during the uh, yeah. during the strike or whatever uh, hurt that, him that hurt him a lot like and look be yourself. If you're a surly SOB and that's what you need to do to become the greatest right-hander, right-handed hitter of your generation, cool. But I think his attitude rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. When he could have been the dude in this town, his attitude prevented that. And had he been a little more gregarious, a little more friendly, a little less... Prickly. What he is now as a member of the exactly. media. Exactly. Yeah. Selling yeah. those new Genics. I, 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 I will say that at the point he was, <laughs> Chicago
1: was kind of ruled by a certain columnist who shall not be named Ugh. that I think did further a lot of that, maybe yeah, more than it deserved I to be. agree,
3: but I think Frank had the opportunity to make the Sox the team in Chicago. They were. There was a shot, yeah. and it could have lasted, but I think he kind of blew that opportunity. Look, it's far be it from me to tell anybody how to act let alone uh, a, a black man by any means right mm-hmm. like but i just think that his attitude hurts him a little bit overall but i think him the third overall that argument's certainly there the only thing i would the only reason i would argue patrick kane or wh- whichever black hawk you want to say most people say kane is three championships right and look kane did a lot of stuff way worse allegedly than frank thomas did Even if we leave out the the sexual assault thing, you still had the incidents in Madison. You still had the cab driver thing. Those were proven. Those were documented. Those things happened. Frank never did anything like that. He was a little bit frosty sometimes. That's it. Kane did many worse things than him, but when you look at three championships, I know Frank was... Tightly part of the not, World Series Not to take team, aim at
1: Frank Thomas, though. I, I would say that there's a lot of these guys who played before social media that might have, you know, landed in a few more uh, more things. You could pretty much eliminate every 85 Bear and every, 90, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> every 90s Blackhawk ever. Right. Uh, I mean, so not to defend Kane or whatever, but I think, like, if we get into that, I, it gets a little weird. I'll just give
0: a pushback, and I don't even... Like, any choice here to me is fine. I had Kane there, but... There's one guy on there that won six titles. There's one guy on there that is widely considered a top 25 player to ever play his sport. The, yes, he played with Mike, and I don't think Scotty would have ever gotten to the level that he did without him, but he did get there, and when you think about guys that you want on your team, and on on any basketball team, Scotty Pippen is right at the top because he literally does everything. So if I was to say, like, who's a better player? I mean, Frank Thomas hit a ground ball to him. I think it's going into
1: right field. So... I think you can make a, you can make an argument for Pippen. So I, I think our top five. I think we know what our top five looks like. It's Jordan, Payton, Thomas. Well, I don't know. I, Pippen, Kane, and then I, you got. We, we had Banks all the way down at number eight, and I think he got hurt. Ernie's by getting slighted here. A couple of people. I think Ernie. I think Ernie like his. Ernie needs to be in a top. Ernie five. needs to be higher because I think he compares pretty favorably to Frank Thomas.
2: I'm I have Ernie two-time is, MVP. Yeah, I
1: have him as three, but I, I think him at four is face of the
2: franchise.
1: Sense. You know, forever probably.
2: I think they hit about the same amount of home runs, if not the same exact amount. I know it's 500 for 20 521 for Frank. I think Ernie's 512. Around, around there, 512. 512. So, so for Ernie, would we and short stop. My Ernie my problem my problem his with his Kane is Chicago.
3: I, Ernie Banks played his yes. whole career in Chicago. First black hub. Like these things are they're significant.
1: Back-to-back MVP. You want to put Ernie at 3? He, he did get five third-place vo- third votes. I don't I think anybody
2: considers Ernie Banks one of the greatest right-handed hitters of his time. Frank Thomas is there. Like, they're there. Like, yes, Ernie did it, and that's a, a big-time thing in the 60s. But I don't think anybody says the things about Ernie that they say about Frank.
0: I'll tell you one thing. If there's one person who thinks that Frank Thomas should be three and maybe even two, it's Frank Thomas.
1: <laughs> Let's get him in. Uh, all right, so let's let's put Frank Thomas at three. I think you got to put Banks at four, though, and then Pippen at five.
3: I think you put Kane five. Kane's won an MVP. He won a Conn Smythe Trophy for a playoff MVP. I don't. I don't think Scotty. Yeah, I, I think we're. Scottie I think we're going to sway here by. I think and we're going to sway here by. And you can say Carm. that. Well, you know, Scotty was second fiddle to Michael. Well, Patrick Kane was second. You know, could have been second fiddle to a lot of people on that team. There's a lot of Hall of Famers coming out of that Hawks class, but he was, in most people's eyes, the guy on that team. So I, I would go Jordan Payton. I would say Ernie, Frank, and Kane. That would be my top five.
2: And Scotty had his chance without Jordan to do better and to be great. Fair. He did win the all-star MVP, but Who the cares? Tony Kukoc, the 1.8, sitting out, hurts him in my, in my view. They didn't go to – they didn't win that series with the New York Knicks. They could have. Scotty Pippen was the leader of that team, and they didn't win it. So I would say top five, but not ahead of Patrick Kane. I, I so they
1: weren't talking top six. Yeah, I think he's out of the top five. I, I that's a very fair push. I back. would say let's let's go Jordan Payton, Thomas Banks, Kane, Pippen. I'm Does good that with that. Yep. Because Frank Thomas did end up being like consensus number three. We're move, we're we're pulling rank and and moving Ernie Banks up deservedly so. OK, so then that puts us then we're looking and I as I approach this exercise, I really felt like there was 12 to 13 guys in Chicago sports history that were just those upper crust, inner ring Hall of Famers. And so the next the next wave would be Gail Sayers, Dick Butkus, Stan Makita, Bobby Hall, Ryan Sandberg. Well, Jonathan Taves, was just Jonathan off Taves, the list. and Jonathan Taves. So you'd be in right now. <laughs> just a lot
0: of Let me just make, I
3: know I'm. I know I'm biased, but let me make my case for Jonathan Taves. There was a four or five year period in hockey where he was maybe the best all around player in the game. Where NHL GMs were polled and said, "If you could start a franchise with either Sidney Crosby or Jonathan Taves, who would you choose?"
1: And the bulk of them chose Taves. I had no problem with Taves with six and. But isn't seven. Scott isn't Scottie Pippen basketball Jonathan Taves?
2: I don't think he has great the same two Great two way player. I think people don't look for Scotty for leadership, and I think Taze is the embodiment of leadership. You know, Sands, the yeah. Kyle Beach stuff. But on the ice, the man was the leader, just the captain. Oh, Captain Six my captain. titles
1: versus three. And I love jo- Jonathan Taze, is my second favorite player in Chicago. History, another playoff MVP, Jonathan Taves. If Taves played with Jordan. He, he, I'm sorry, if Taves played with Jordan. He'd have ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys, all right? Let's put let Taves at number six then. Pippen slides a seven, or I, I don't know how you put Pippen ahead
3: of Sayers. I know it's I know it's Pippen shorts.
2: played longer. I, he pr- pretty much created the point forward position. Dude, if if we if we
1: slide Pippin any longer. He's going to show up here <laughs> in our office. He won't we won't be able to buy any of his whiskey. <laughs> I don't think you can do that anymore even if you That's wanted right. Chris to. Chris
3: Chelios has plenty of uh tequila for you.
2: Probably I guess Taves is number
1: six. I I think Pippen is in front of Sayers. I would agree. We can I mean right. although I'm not gonna fight you on that. We're getting into some Scotty Pippen hate. And then you got Sayers complex eight. I,
3: I think now our list, our top eight is pretty much fixed then. If you have Pippen seven
1: and then Gail Sayers eight. And then Dick Buckus at number nine and Stan at
2: ten. And those two, two guys, eight and nine, drafted the same year, I believe, and never saw the postseason. Just amazing how you have two greats, all-time greats at their positions, and that's how bear, bad the Bears were. Like the Angels, They did not make the playoffs at all.
0: Butkus is getting slighted a little bit here, the premier linebacker
3: of his time. It's hard though because again, it's it's all the grainy,
1: legendary. Like, was he actually? I mean, I've always I've always had the hardest time knowing what Butkus was because yeah, he's got great Sports Illustrated photos. He's a Chicago guy, yeah, Illinois guy. He murders Chicago Bears guy. But to me, it's like okay. I, the NFL wasn't what it is. You know what I mean? I'm like, not saying no. I just don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. So I, I, mean, can't, I can't make a,
0: a
2: – I think nine, I, nine
1: Nine to me seems fine.
2: He took over for an, another great Chicago athlete, Reggie Theus, and hang time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put Reggie on this list
3: for the record. Yeah. And Quentin Daly. Keep going. So Stan Makita at 10. I think that's fine. Stan, I had Stan Makita as my number one hawk uh, because he's still the franchise leader in points and games played and all those things. And uh, truly, an innovator of the sport is the first guy to ever curve his stick, which completely revolutionized hockey. I know it feels it was a long-ass time ago, but he's the first guy to discover. Wait a minute! If I curve my stick, my shot's a lot harder. Now everybody in the league curves their stick. The league has rules that regulate how curved it can be, um, and a guy who completely reinvented his career from a guy who started his career as a big penalty minutes guy to a multiple time Lady Bing Award winner Stanley Cup champion um, and when you look back we just talked about hey if there was social media back then you don't hear a bad word about Stan Makita at all from right. his playing days to the day he passed away uh,
1: everyone talks about Stan Makita the same way. 22 seasons with the Blackhawks this is crazy only a Blackhawk. The, the Blackhawks though it's, it's so, like I think you could make a case for any of the four, Kane, Taze, Makita, or Hall being the number one hawk of all time, which is is really incredible, yeah. um, because all, all four of those guys, they're all all four on the the uh, uh, NHL's 100th all anniversary team. Yep. Man, and then and like that's it, not even bringing Duncan Keith into into the, the conversation. Like it's, and he had donut chapo's excellent. Keith is also on the top 100 list for the record. Keith is that's right. Yeah. Is it Savard? Savard, I believe Savard so. on
2: this list. Savoir Fair,
1: Fair should be on this list. I don't know if he's gonna make it.
3: <laughs> Savoie Fair, come on,
2: eighteen. Yeah. Savard Let's go. was
3: on the one hundred greatest players too. Yes, he but
2: was. also, yeah, he had a great Hawks career, but he also had a great Canadians career. So, like, he's a Hall of Famer, but is he his Blackhawks career top twenty five worthy? A I got lot of him people him. he has to get past.
0: I got to defer to Jay on this, but I think he's, I mean, Dennis Savard was the guy for uh, growing up. The, the 80s, Savard, <sighs> yeah.
3: no doubt. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It's just a matter of this is where championships come into play, yeah. and he didn't win one here. So yeah. you talk about him and Steve Larmer, all these greats that played in the 80s. Jeremy, Jeremy Roenick. Chris Chelios. Uh, I think it was Chelios on here. No. No. He was on mine. He deserves to be. Um, but that's a different story. Um, a lot of Hawks. Titles make the difference, though. And the inability for him to win one, that hurts him. He won one in Montreal, but not in Chicago. So I think yeah. as much as you could argue, yeah, you look at the numbers, he should be there. You also have to keep in mind the era in which he played. And when he was putting up 100 points, Wayne Gretzky was putting up 200 points. So every, like, points were not as meaningful back then as they are now. I love Dennis Savard, great player, but, and he would thrive in today's game. But uh,
1: top probably 25 of in all here, time, probably. I think he's top 30. We're going to get to uh, positions 11 through 25, finish this off. But first, I want to say we are so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and that premium gas. Look out for freebies and giveaways also down the road. Circle K has your favorite road trip snacks. They've got great deals. They are your go-to pickups. And there's tons of great locations around uh basically anywhere you go it almost seems like there's a circle k again thanks to circle k for sponsoring CHO. Uh, visit the nearest circle k to pick up all your favorite finds
2: buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over all you could stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. If you guys watch the White Sox show, I talk about this all the time. Last year, about this time, we went to Atlanta to check out that Truist Field um, looking for tickets, and Game Time hooked it up. And then I went to you know the 110% guarantee. I was like, yeah, sometimes these companies, you know, they talk a big talk, but I don't think they really mean what they mean. And so I went to all the secondary ticketing sites and found one of those sites that had a better... in the row, in the section, on the day that I was there. So I sent this screenshot to Game Time. Game Time got me my money within 12 minutes. Wow. 12 minutes of me sending it. That's a really true story, folks. And they gave me 110% of the difference. I used uh, that credit to go to a White Sox game later on that season with my two partners on uh, CHGO, White Sox, Steven, our producer, and uh, Sean Anderson. Game Time is a place for last-minute ticket. Deals. forget planning months ahead game time has deals on tickets right up to the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts the- theater comedy and more game time guaranteed means that you'll always get the best price and just like i was saying game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and row for less it's the fastest t- uh, growing ticketing app in the country for a reason Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly where you're expected to sit, especially if you go to Wrigley. You might be sitting behind a a post, so know where you're sitting with game time. Buying tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app, create the account, and use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time Today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed.
1: Oh, I'd like to buy tickets to see some of these guys that we're talking about today. Oh. I, we're lucky to have, have seen a lot of oh my these guys. You know, Even like of now, of if guys. Michael
2: Jordan plays today, I'm going to see his, him play. <laughs>
1: right. But, I mean, there, there, there's people in this building who are still in their early 20s, and it's like they missed out on a lot of this stuff, and yep. I, I do feel bad because – I don't. Being alive for my, for Michael Jordan and Walter Payton was, was awesome. And I wish I had been alive to see Bobby Hall and Stan Makita in their prime and Dick Buckus and Gail Sayers. I think if I had a time machine, I'd go back to the 60s and go to a Hawks and a Bears game. Yeah, on a Just
0: Sunday. check it out,
3: you know? It's interesting to
0: think about it that way. Like, the thing I
3: miss most that we don't have
0: right now is Chicago Stadium. Like, I – more so than going back and watching anything. I just would like to go back and walk into that building. Most Wonders- people
1: would go back to the time of Christ. Jason Sawaski would go to a Bears-Blackhawks. Same thing, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, think
3: about how many people are watching or listening to the show that have never stepped foot in Chicago Stadium. Yeah.
2: Well, one of them's right here, but I was yeah. alive at the time. I just didn't have money to go there. Damn.
1: It was the greatest. greatest. I was a child.
2: <laughs> All a
1: right, we, we have our top ten in Boot place. Shop. Consensus number 11 was Sammy Sosa, followed by Brian Erlacher, Bobby Hall, Ryan Sandberg, Derek Rose, Mike Singletary, Devin Hester, Billy Williams, Duncan Keith, and we've got a blank spot. I'm going to right off the bat and say we need to move Ryan Sandberg up a couple of spots. I don't think he's the 14th best athlete. I think he's probably a little higher. I certainly want to put Ryan Sandberg in front of Sammy Sosa, specifically because he
2: just did it right. (sighs) Mm, I I think – Despite Sammy Sosa's steroids thing, which was found out after his playing career, even though us White Sox fans told you what Cub fans that he was doing steroids oh, at the time. We knew, but you didn't care. You care now. <laughs> the Cub fan, Cubs are like, who, who's Sammy Sosa? I don't know who this guy is, especially the Rickets. But that man's <laughs> impact. If you look, go to yourself, look at the attendance for the Cubs when Sammy got there. And look at the steady increase. Sammy made the Cubs what they are today. The increase in crowds is because of Sammy's popularity. When they talk about baseball coming back, they talk about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa bringing it back in 98 that impact is hard to beat yes he did rates, and so he's punished as the 11th player because the number three player that we have up there frank thomas at the same time he wasn't he was dwarfed by sammy sosa because sammy sosa was the biggest thing in sports at the time you know commercials the oscar meyer commercial uh it's so real video game that he had out there excuse me it's armor hot dogs Armour hot dogs <laughs> I, mean, I mean I'll mean, i go
0: take some Flintstone vitamins right now Nobody ever lit up I can't speak to the 69 Cubs and those highlights nice. The videos are insane of what was going on then But Sammy
3: Sammy yeah. it, was, it was unbelievable You're right the punishment is having him at 11 Yes. Because if we're not considering steroids he's 3 no, he's one. He's Three, a hall of famer. Think about it. If if steroids are a non-pick, and we just go by what, what he accomplished, his impact on the city, his impact on the game, would he have? Would he have over six hundred home runs? Though? But it's, that's why he's eleven. Yeah, that's why we're moving him down. If he, if if we were to ignore steroids, or he just happened to be that good, he might be number two. He I know
1: we're going to go with the Bobby Hall argument, but like, Carm, does Sammy Sosa belong in front of Bobby Hall?
0: I am not I would Hulls fine and but I would I would push back on Erlacher I would push back on Rhino Do you think Rhino's too high? No. I don't think he's too high but I do think that I mean there's to me
1: there's no question who was the better player. To me Sammy Sosa feels like I guess I guess 11 is the middle of this list but when I when I was thinking of my upper crust Players Bobby Hall is in that, and Ryan Sandberg is in that. So that's where I'm coming from. This, I mean, so let's just remember so when Sammy was a it, young player, on, five tool. Is he, Sandberg an
2: upper crust Hall of Famer? He was. He wasn't the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's he should have been this,
1: what? Second or third best second baseman of all time. Second baseman.
0: He gets over – his home runs get overvalued because he played second base. But that's, that's part of it, though. I mean I, – I, He won an MVP.
2: Won an MVP. Won, great player. Was Two once the highest-played player in baseball because of his great play. Don't sell me on Rhino. The, the man was great. Go to Wrigley right
1: now and ask people, who's, who's your favorite Cub? Ryan Sandberg or Sammy Sosa? How many people are saying Ryan Sandberg? <laughs>
2: more than people are saying sammy sosa because of the i think cub fans have soured on sammy rightfully so this the cork bat and the steroids are not great ryan sandberg has been a model citizen his whole career and was one of the greatest cubs of all time i mean the sandberg game is an iconic game that people still talk about to this day
1: brian urlacher does not belong in front of hall and sandberg I mean, I if we're talking
0: about class, Rhino is there. I, I had yes. the privi- I, had, I had the privilege of interviewing him. Yeah, I interviewed him in his garage. I'm leaving. He's like, hey, you want to come downstairs? He invites me into his basement. He shows me his nine gold gloves. He shows me a letter from Harry Carey that he wrote because Carey never went into the du- – I mean, it was like – it was an amazing experience. Like it he, was, it was, he knew
1: that this day was coming where you would have to make an argument But I, his list. But, I mean, look, so – sit 60 homers three times only so, player ever yeah
0: I mean Sosa when he was young as a right fielder he was a dynamic Alfred he was a base stealer
3: it's I t- right. here's a, yeah. I would yeah. do Sosa Hall
1: Sandberg Erlacher Sosa Hull. So move Hall and Sandberg in front of Erlacher Erlacher down yep yep I'll live with I, it I can live with that got that Lawrence nothing against Erlacher but again yeah. you know
3: no championships
2: and the same thing. I didn't see Bobby Hall play, ever, because he's too old. But I'm punishing him. I think I have him in twentieth because of his off the field stuff, because he's a detestable human being. So, but that's why he's twelve. I, I would I would have him off the list totally if it was just about the person, but undeniable numbers.
3: But if he has if he has Stan or Jonathan Taves' personality or reputation, oh, he's he's top five. Yeah. Undeniable. So I think a lot of the reason some of these guys are lower on the list is because of that that very
2: yeah. factor. And say, I mean, and you could say the same about Sammy off the field struggles right. too. There,
1: who's that? We got to start moving a little quickly here. Um, I, I can kind just say Fergie's way too low, way too low. We got Fergie at twenty four right now. You could tell me Fergie's about Rhino, and I would take no issue with it. Okay. We still have an I, open spot on here, and we might want to take Singletary off, which I I don't agree with, but. Who, who gets that spot right now? We've got an empty spot on here. And some of the na- some of the names that didn't get on but are, are close in voting Tony Esposito, Mark Burley, Luke Appling, Sid Luckman, Joe Kim Noah, Chris Chelios, Minnie Minoso, Anthony Rizzo, Marion Hosa, Kernirko, Lance Briggs, Artis Gilmore, Courtney Vandersloot, George Hallis.
2: If I'm adding a person, I would add Minnie Minoso, because you brought up the good point of Huge impact being a first black player ever in white Sox history doing that is a huge thing it's absolutely gar- gargantuan thing and mm. add on top of it the language barrier cuz he's from Cuba so yeah what he did with his white Sox career and playing all the decades he did i know later yeah. on it was just like you know trying to keep it alive but still the man was genuine the man was good at his position he's a hall of famer now we wish he would have been you know recognized with you know while he was alive but Minnie minoso being in the top 20 or being in the top 25 i think is a well-deserved honor he should have we should bestow upon him or just being on the list anyway if you want to put fergie at 20 and then mini at 24 i'm fine with that I But think i, think, being we on the push list I think we pushed fergie up I, I think we push Fergie up in front
1: of Derrick Rose. I think we push him in front of Devin Hester. I, I would almost put I, like I would be fine putting Fergie at at just a couple of names that aren't on there. Go ahead. Where do you want to
0: put
3: them I don't know. You said like seventeen. You could put him at fifteen as far as I I'm put concerned. Fergie at seven at sixteen, and then put uh, switch Singletary and Fergie. That works for me. Sure. We don't have Sid
0: Luckman on there who is arguably the greatest Bears quarterback of all time. Sadly,
1: we don't have we don't have Paul Canerco on here. I don't think Canerco No,
2: doesn't make because he's not a Hall of Famer. If, re- he- if you're
1: going to put a 2005 White Sox on here, I know Frank Thomas was on that team, but if
2: okay. you're going to put
1: 2005 White Sox, it's Burley.
2: We don't. I t- would say that. I, I would
1: say right now, like if we're going to put someone, if we're going to put, put another person on here. I, I think you, you almost say Burley or Esposito, and it's I, probably Esposito. And I this was you know, was was every Hawks goaltending
2: record there is. He, and he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yep. Mark Burley, more, even though I want him on there, will not make the Hall of Fame. I got to
3: say, too, Chris Chelios won three Norris trophies, was the greatest born American player until Patrick Kane was born. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red, wing, Red Wing stuff
1: disqualifies him. He did. He played longer for the Red Wings than he did for the yeah. Hawks. Hey, hey, and I, I just think Mike having Duncan
2: was born in America. Having Duncan no. Keith on
1: there is kind of like that's <laughs> that the representation face. for the, the Blackhawks defender. <laughs> um, I mean, Pierre Palat has a pretty pretty good resume, too. He's not going to get on in, here.
2: He was in uh, Mighty Ducks. He's a better American-born player right. than Chelsea. Are we keeping Devin Hester on this list? I would say so. The impact of Devin Hester is still felt in the NFL currently. Like, there's no one who's going to break his record because he set it so high up. And they've made rules. To limit the t- limit their chances to be as good as Devin Hester because of mostly because of the injuries, but Devin Hester changed his game like with his record-breaking what a 20 return touchdowns, just phenomenal. And I know people clown on him for you know being the number one receiver for the Bears, but he was an actual receiver for the Bears. It's Not his fault. Yeah, exactly. Lovey said that stuff, yeah. but I think Devin Hester. I came will in, eventually here, I came be a in hall here thinking famer.
1: I was going to. Make a play to get Hester off this list. And I i actually, the more I think about it, I do yeah. think he belongs. I don't think he's 17. I would say Derek Rose and Devin Hester belong in that 21 to 25 area. There's just no way
3: you can have Devin Hester above Billy Williams, Duncan Keith, no chance. Richard Dent, or Dan Hampton. I think Hampton is way too low, too. Can we move I, Duncan, I would just we move Duncan Keith into the Derek Rose's spot? Yes. I mean, I you could almost make an argument
0: f- for Mongo, too, for the record. Yeah, but we already got I don't think
2: got- manga was that it's good better. for this. I
0: love Dan Hampton mongo has got better stats.
2: And I think Mongo is a product of Dan Hampton. Yeah. Uh, the other yeah. people.
3: US players who played in that era and Hampton was the was the guy on that defense. I mean, Dan
2: Hampton played what? He's played all four positions to a T on the defensive line. He is one of the best players on the defensive line in Bears history.
3: You talk about upper crust hall of famers when you look at the, the position of D-line Dan Hampton's in that conversation. Of one of the best ever do it and I don't know why he never seemed to get I think that team was just so full of personalities that he, he's one too by the way um he, like also, he just kind of fell through the cracks because it was Peyton and it was it was McMahon and it was Singletary was you know with the eyes like there were so many th- in yeah. the fridge or so many things to sell the that Hanson was- kind of fell through the cracks he was kind of that no nonsense I'm just going to kick your ass for four quarters and call it a day I mean, I think Hampton's way too low.
1: I don't know how you could have Hampton. See, I'm b- not even sure if Hester. I had Hampton on mine because I just didn't think, like, his his peak was that long. And same thing with Richard Dent. That's the knock on Hamp is 15 knee
0: surgeries, the back end of his career. If you look at games played, like, Mongo was out there every damn week. But at his peak, Hamp had the biggest impact on that D-line. I put him ahead
1: of Dent. Um can we can we pair, pair Derrick Rose and Candace Parker since like their argument for them are very similar? <laughs> like, can we put them at like twenty two and twenty
2: three? Uh, you put, I wouldn't put Candace Parker any higher. I don't think she's yeah. On I think the that's list. a good spot for yeah, her. Yeah, she's barely on the list. She's like hanging on.
0: Move. I think Devin goes. I would put Devin at twenty four.
3: Uh no. We got to put
1: Minnie Minoso on there, Lawrence. I think that 20 spot is a nice spot for Manny Minoso. We feel like Billy Williams is good at 18.
2: And we're thinking about culture impacts and Chicago impacts. I mean, the White Sox, no matter what you say about, you know, how the Cuban players have played, he's the start of the Cuban pipeline yep. from the White Sox, from Cuba to the White Sox. From you Major League they Baseball. They pretty yeah. well in 05, and Major so, by League the Baseball, way. you got, yeah, you get Jose Abreu, you get Yoan Moncada, you get yeah. Luis Robert Jr. When well, you because got Duque Mini K, and you got... Um, Duque, yeah. Uh, Contreras.
3: Contreras, thank you. The other. Chicago Flipping Hampton Hester at, at bare minimum, I think is a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any way you can have Hester above.
0: Really. any. Do you of think of Dan Hampton is
1: 17. No,
0: I would. Well, if you want to make it harder, I would put. I still uh, think Singletary is too low, but. I would slot Billy up a, a level. Um,
2: I'm just thinking of like impact. I know Devin should go lower, but. I'm fine with Devin Hester at 17, I think. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't really I mean, when you talk about in the in the thousands and thousands of athletes that have played for the Chicago teams, having some flexibility between four spots is not the, like I, I don't take much issue with any of it. If this was the final list, I'd be pretty satisfied with it. Someone did <laughs> I
2: don't think there's any
3: <laughs> outstanding, you know, people that don't belong where they are or anyone that's incredibly underrated on the list. Um, I will fight to the death for Duncan Keith, but I think it's a losing battle. Um, you don't want to fight for Tony Esposito over.
1: I mean, yes, but I feel like I'm going to be the only I one. I think Tony Esposito belongs on here. We got to figure out a spot for Esposito. That he's I one think of the
3: that, he's one of the all time great goalies. Another innovator with the mask and the blocker. I got and no everything. problem taking Mike Singletary off for Tony Esposito. Yeah, I, I think that's. I would take Dent off in front uh, in front of Singletary. I think so too. I would do that too. You would take Dent ahead of Singletary.
1: Yes. No, I would take Singletary ahead of Dent.
2: I would go the opposite. I would take Dent over Singletary. I mean, I'm is, saying I would put come. the only Super Bowl the Bears won. He was the MVP.
3: I would say I would put Esposito 22, Dent 24, and Singletary off. That's
1: what I'm uh. saying. <sighs> Iron Mike uh, Lawrence, again, you think we're, Singletary's we're off? Picking net. Okay. Just because he was in here talking to us. No man, Did Richard
0: Dent had some of the greatest games in NFL history. Getting to oh, the quarterback, man. Mike Singletary has got a.
2: <laughs> he was like so it was a precipitous comfortably, <laughs> comfortably in the list. And now he's off the list. I like it. Tony Sorry, Esposito, Tonyo. All
1: right, I can live with it. I think that, that's a pretty that's a pretty good list. I don't
3: think there's any massive arguments on there. I mean, you'll have people argue Frank versus Ernie, which I get, but again, that's a coin flip. Um, I think, not to be that guy, but the Cubs in the city are a more important or highlighted team.
2: There's more Cub fans. I I would say there's more Cub fans than the White Sox fans.
0: If you showed 100
3: Americans a picture of Ernie Banks and Frank Thomas, do you think more would know Ernie?
0: I don't think so. Um, More people would know Frank. What's interesting, too, about our conversation, nobody pushed on
1: Santo, which I enjoy because he's Ron Damas Santo. Santo and Billy Williams are just kind of right where they belong to be. Yeah. I don't love that Luke Apling isn't on here. I think Luke Apling is really a victim of having played 80 years ago, 90 years yeah, ago, whatever it is. So you look at, sure Luke is. Luke Apling might be the most underrated Chicago athlete of all time. Like nobody, Sorry, Luke Apling. That sounds like a list for next year. There we go. <laughs> He's on all right. the list for next year. <laughs> Just going on over this real quick. Number one, Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, Frank Thomas, Ernie Banks, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Scotty Pippen, Gail Sears, Dick Butkus, Stan Makita, Sammy Sosa. Bobby Hall, Ryan Sandberg, Brian Erlacher, Duncan Keith, Fergie Jenkins, Devin Hester, Billy Williams, Derek Rose, Minnie Minoso, Ron Santo, Tony Esposito, Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, and Candace Parker. Those are your top 25 all time Chicago athletes. It's been a bit of fun exercise. Thank you for checking us out on CHO Ranks on social media all week long. It was a lot of fun. The only danger we have right now
0: is if Hamp and Densy that Devin Hester are above them, he's gonna come in, they're going to both come in here and kill us. And
1: Scottie Pippen, too. So, <laughs> All right. Great job. That was fun. Thanks for joining us, guys. That was a lot of fun. I wish we had another hour to do this, but we don't. Can I just, can I just put a little shout-out the, on the
3: one person who voted for one person? Jenny Finch, 35-8 and eight with a 111 ERA.
1: <laughs>
2: for the Chicago Bandits. When you think Chicago,
1: yep. you think Jenny Finch. <laughs> just saying.
0: I'll go one controversial guy, great high school player, phenomenal, in a little bit of trouble lately, my guy Pat Fitzgerald. Let's
3: go. No.
1: We didn't do college athletes. No.
3: No. (laughs) No. I'd rather have
1: Darnell Autry. We got to cut it. Thanks for joining us. The CHO Podcast presented by Goose Island. We'll see you next time.